Karen. Hi, Brian. How are you? Good. How are you? You made it back to Canada. Safe I know. I'm back in my space. It's happy. I'm happy to be here. Thank you. That's good. And your travels were okay from Iceland? Everything was good. Yep. Yep. Amazing. No real shenanigans that happened that I can think of and want to talk about. So. <laughs> <laughs> amazing. Well, we have an amazing guest and I know that you know Tony pretty well because you're his loctician, <laughs> but I'm super, super excited to talk to about talk uh, with him. He is rock and roll royalty in Toronto. He is a drummer that has worked with some incredible bands, Bedouin Sound Clash, Sate, Joy Drop, and he's done session work with all kinds of people, Chaos. So we are super excited to have Tony Rabaglio here with us. And uh, let's, let's bring, bring him in. in. Let's bring him in. Bring him in. Bring him out. Bring him in. <laughs> hey, Tony. Hey, hello. How are you guys doing? Good. We're great. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Nice way to start the day. Some yeah. smiling, ha smiling, happy faces. <laughs> yeah, lots of lights on today because it's really dr a dreary February. And, yeah. Uh, but we're just around the corner. March is just around the corner. I have this thing every March 1st. I mean, it could be a blizzard outside on March 1st, but I call it my emotional spring. Because yeah. It's, yeah, because it's, it, it's March and it's like, oh, you're over. The worst is over. Yeah, you'll get some cold, snowy days, gray days. But you know what is ahead is like green and sunshine and, you know, warmth. I'm a big gardener. And yep. uh from the actually now to the beginning of February, that's when the first flowers come up. They're called snowdrops. Oh yeah. And they, uh, they shoot out and then they have these little bell-like flowers. Um, and that to me is my emotional, yes, winter's over. We're heading into the beautiful weather. And yeah. So I always tell people to plant snowdrops if they have gardens or balcony deck uh, flower pots or whatever. Yeah. That is so good for me. It just, yeah, it's like I don't think I've ever seen. I don't think I've ever seen those, or I haven't noticed them. Yeah, well, when you're walking by gardens and stuff, you should start looking because they're they're awesome. They're just are so. You, good. Are, are you trying to tell me to stop and smell the snowdrops? <laughs> <laughs> and the weird thing is, they come out, and it often is incredible. Like it can snow on top of them, freeze yeah. solid, like freezing rain, and they're totally oblivious. They just oh, keep okay. I'll look out for them. So we need, we need to have some of that uh, in us. Yes, totally. <laughs> well, I think as Canadians, we do. Yeah. yeah. And I may, maybe it just makes us appreciate uh, when, when things turn the corner all that much more. The thing is, it, it always goes by, like once, like March comes, yeah, you, 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 it's still a little cloudy, can still be a bit cold. Once, for me, once May hitch was my favorite month because there's still the anticipation of summer, but it's not summer yet. Yeah. Oh, spring. Then, then it's then it's like okay, hang on, because you know it goes by really, really fast at that point, right? Yeah. Tommy, you know, I mean, you must, you know, with your work, you get to travel to hotter destinations in the winter. That's true. That's true. Not 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 the last two winters though. No. Hmm, yeah. I don't know why that is. But anyway, <laughs> yeah. But usually I, I do get a get to break up a cold winter by going somewhere warm and mm. you know spending some time in the sun or so. But not this, uh, not the last couple. So it's been. Kind of rough. I haven't been here for an entire winter for a very long time. Okay. Yeah. Well, Tony, uh, part of the reason I'm so excited to talk to you is uh, I'm a big rock and roll fan, like mm -hmm. from high school days. 
Awesome. And I got this book for Christmas. Yep. And I'm kind of halfway through it. And uh, oh, nice. Awesome. A really nice thick book. And yep. oh my gosh, it is amazing. We do have people on our, uh, you know, other our podcasts that can't see what we just showed. So that was oh, yeah. a book of Led Zeppelin. Yeah. Awesome. yeah, a biography of the band Led Zeppelin by yep. Bob Spitz, who's yep. a very well-known uh, writer. And, nice. And I was noticing that one of your influences is John Bonham. Oh, yeah. I mean, as a rock drummer, most, most, most rock drummers, there's usually a, a, a few that always come that are in common, like I'd say in the top three or four, he's, he's usually always one of them. Yeah. You know? And, and that was my first, my first concert was Led Zeppelin. Wow. That's amazing. If I could, if I could shake your hand right now, I would. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's amazing. Yeah, that's one um, of my little claims to fame. And yeah. uh, it was the, um, oh my gosh, what was the name of the band? Or the, the album? Physical Graffiti. Okay, yep. That tour. Yeah. And, uh, so, yeah, let's talk about drumming and rock and roll well, well 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 drumming rock and roll and hair and go all hand in hand you know uh, <laughs> but no i uh you know i'm i listen to all kinds of music i mean i'm i grew up on rock i was i'm the youngest of three and uh my my older brother he was more the rock guy so uh you know whatever he listened to you know i looked up to him i always thought it was cool and it was i still love it to this day and my sister was more of the R&B funk girl. And then, so I was just kind of got all this. And my dad was like jazz and the Beatles. And my mom was like cla more, more classical music and stuff. So I kind of got a good uh, mixture of different styles. And, uh, but I think the one that, that, that hit me the hardest when I was a kid was, was rock. So I'm a bit of a rock kid at heart. But uh, like, I, like I said, I like, I like all kinds of music. Good music is the kind of music I like. But my big brother uh, influenced me a lot with his his taste in rock and he was a he was a big zeppelin fan too so amazing yeah. cool have you been a drummer your whole life pretty much yeah i mean my mom um i mean a lot of parents aren't crazy about having a eight-year-old kid bashing around drums in the house so they they sort of put off as long as they could buying me a drum kit and kept saying oh well, why don't you start on the piano we had a piano in the house and you know uh you know, I took a couple, I took some piano lessons. It just wasn't fun, you know? And I, I mean, to this day, I can still play some piano, but, and I wish I'd have kept it up. But uh, I always knew that uh, I wanted to play drums and I knew how to play them right from the beginning. Like I didn't have to, I sort of already had a, a natural affinity towards them. So it, it came pretty easily to me. But yeah, I, I, I had a, a love for them right from, the, right from the start. Well, and it's great that you can make a career of it too. Yeah, you know, I, I think um, any time that you can do what you love to do and, and it sustains you, that's, that's a beautiful thing. That's a good way to spend a, a lifetime, I think. You know? For sure. A lot of people don't even know what it is that they have a passion for, you know? They haven't found it yet and they haven't even looked for it. Well, so many people, they get a job and you know, out of high school or college or university or whatever. And I mean, most of us have bills to pay. And yep. You just get onto that sort of treadmill and never yeah. get off. Some people, right? Yeah, and then you, and then you wonder why sometimes uh, people do some of the crazy things they do because they're not necessarily doing what's 
in their nature and where their heart lies. So they're constantly in a sort of conflict with themselves. And then they indulge too much in this and do too much of that and not enough of this. And, you know, go and shoot down places, (laughs) do do crazy things. People do crazy things. But when you do, when you go against sort of your, you know, your heart and your nature, that's what uh, tends to happen, you know, to people. So do you have a, a highlight in your career so far that you could share with? Uh, oh man, like- there's, been, there's been lots of them. Um, uh, one of them is definitely, you know, playing in the States, driving, pulling into the town you're pulling into, I think it was San Francisco, driving over the San Francisco bridge. We're in our bus and we've got the radio on and they just play, start playing my song. And I just, oh. I wrote that. I remember sitting in my bedroom writing that. And now it's on the radio in San Francisco, or you know, you're standing there and someone drives by in their car and they're blasting your song. That's pretty amazing, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. That um, was joy. That was joy drop. Yeah, that was that was. It's a great. It's a great feeling. I mean, it's not something you get into for the money, but it's those little things that uh, make you realize uh, why you're doing it. You know, make a difference. Yeah, completely. Make yeah. you feel like you're on the right path too. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, you know, like those things, no one, no one can ever take that from me. You know, like uh, someone can, you know, take your record deal or cancel your this or whatever, but, but those experiences are yours forever, you know, so. And um, if you're lying on your, uh, if you're lying on your, in your last breath, you're not thinking about how many boats you had. You're thinking about things like that, right? So. And you know what? Really, at the end of it all, that's all we're left with. Yeah, exactly. There's nothing mm-hmm. material that we yep. can take with us, but those yep. memories. Those memories, and 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 also that you know that, you know, I've had people write us letters and, you know, say that that song saved their life, you know, or uh, you know, got them out of a really really difficult situation or helped them through some things, and you know, that's like that really makes you feel like uh, you know, you're doing something good. You know, that's what it's, that's what it's all about, really. You know? And what song are you talking about specifically? Our, our, our biggest song is a song called Beautiful. Um, okay. uh, so that's actually the one that, as, it was bigger in the States than it was here. It did okay here, but in the States, States it did bigger. And then um, 9-11 kind of happened and messed everything up for a, a lot of people. A lot of things just kind of, Mm-hmm. Came to a stop, and they actually stopped playing us. Uh, we got kind of blacklisted from the radio because our song uh, at the time was called "Sometimes Wanna Die," and after 9/11, they're not really trying to play songs like that. <laughs> so, wow. so it kind of put a kind of put a uh, uh, put the brakes on things here. So, um, and then at that point, the band just kind of took a little uh, a very long break, you know. And uh, never really, we never really brought it back together again. So, but we had a good run. We had a really good run. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. That's that's really, you know, it's it's. I feel like history in a different way. Something really traumatizing is happening right now with the pandemic. We're on the tail end of things, but mm-hmm. that put that put the brakes on so many other projects as well, right? Yep. Just people's lives completely changed. Nine Eleven is a is another example of, of a traumatizing time of life, you know, for many people that change their careers, change their lives. Yep. And, and I think that, 
you know, although it came in and it completely disrupted people's lives and what was what they were doing or what they were about to do, it also set people on different paths to explore different things, create different things. And we're going to hear waves and waves of people's creations and creativities and expressions that they did while they were, you know, on lockdown and had to rethink their whole lives. And, you know, I know I, it was a good, you know, really fruitful creative period for me. You know, I'm a, I'm a, yes, I'm a drummer, but I'm actually a songwriter um, as much as, or even more so than I am a drummer. And uh, so it was really a good creative period for me. So, you know, I've got, I'm going to be working on I'm a new record um, that a lot of the songs were written in that period. So um, that's going to probably start working on that this year. But, you know, we're going to, I'm going to, I like, I look forward to hearing all my, my uh, musical friends, all their new creations and things that they've been working on uh, in the last, you know, almost, almost two years now. Right? So Amazing. I think it was almost like next month, around next month, this time is when here, it just, everything just kind of came to a standstill. So how did you and Karen meet? I, uh, I've had locks for a while, for a good while, and they've gone through, uh, you know, different kinds of phases. And the, the woman who was maintaining them for me, um, she had a different kind of system, I guess, as Karen could probably tell you. Obviously, she, you know, she's the expert. She knows that. But it wasn't working out so good. And, and I hadn't seen it for a while because she kind of stopped doing it. And I, I was like, I was at the point where, okay, either I have to do something about it or just cut them off. And I really didn't want to cut them off. So I started looking around for if there's anybody who, uh, who's, who, who can maintain them. And I saw online uh mod locks and i looked looked at it and it seemed like she knew what she's doing and i got in touch and she had an opening and and out of karen how long was that ago now it's got to be what eight nine years something like that uh, yeah i guess I, I guess so i mean we've lost two <laughs> yeah that's true yeah um, and then so yeah and then it just we, i've gone back to see her ever since so. Yeah. and people and people say that my hair never looked better so there you go Aww, that's good that's yeah. good well it's you know i mean brian's a hairstylist i'm a loctician our work is on display and we have to make sure that we represent you know yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it's uh and i remember my mom she never really liked my dreads right from the beginning so um at first that's all she could talk. About. You know, if, if you have like, let's say you had a big wart on your face and someone's talking to you and you can kind of tell they're, they're not really looking at you. They're kind of focused on that. It was like that. She would talk to me and she's just kind of constantly looking at my hair. And I'm like, will you just get over it, mom? I'm still the same person. And eventually she came around, but I think now um, when she sees me, especially when I, just gotten them done. She's like, your hair looks great. She never used to say that to me, so. <laughs> I have the yeah. exact same experience with my mom. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Now she thinks they're cool, but at the beginning it was like, what? Oh yeah, she couldn't stand it, no. Yeah. yeah it, it took her a good while to come around. So, wow. Yeah. Do you think it's cultural? It, for her it was. I mean, I was, I, was, I was born in South Africa. I mean, I grew up here. I came here when I was one. But my mom, you know, when she came here as an, ad, as an adult, so it's a diff it's completely different culture. And at the time when, uh, you know, it wasn't a very common thing, it wasn't as popular in sort of mainstream as it, as it has become having dreads. 
So she didn't really understand that. She thought it was more of a Jamaican thing, you know? And uh, it's funny because one of the arguments she used to use against me having them was like, yeah, you know, it's not in our culture. She said, it's not in like where we're like, it's not, it's not a South African thing. Sure enough, I go back there with her in, in like 2007 and everybody's got them. And we always, well, there, where, there goes your theory out the window. <laughs> that was pretty funny. And she was like, oh, okay, I guess you got a point there, you know. But yeah, she, for her, it was a bit of a cultural thing. And growing up, you know, it's a clash of cultures. I know a lot of families that immigrate here, the parents and the kids. It's a generational thing and there's a cultural thing that happens and you're constantly, uh, you know, at odds about certain things. Um, and that was one of the, that was one of the things, but, you know, she knows my heart is, I haven't changed. It's not like I got dreads and suddenly I'm, I'm, you know, living a life of a criminal or something. It's like, I'm still the same person, you know, yeah. so, and she, she knows that. So it was easier for her to come and to come around and accept it. So, so would you say it was easier for her to accept that you were a professional drummer in the rock and roll business more than your hair? Yeah, because I guess for her, um, you know, I went to, I studied, uh, and also they, the certain, there's certain things that, you know, you can see certain little markers in progress and, and go, oh, okay, he's doing okay. Mm -hmm. Oh, he, he, never, he never had to, you know, come begging for money or, or bail me out of this or help me out with, it was just like, oh, they're seeing a certain progression and and that I was serious about it. And it wasn't, and all of the, the preconceptions that people have in terms of, you know, overindulgence in a certain kind of lifestyle or, mm -hmm. you know, uh, that wild rock and roll thing, it wasn't happening. I was still okay. responsible. I was still, um, you know, had it, had, my, had it together. And then, you know, there was, they could see the progression in, in, my, uh, in my trajectory in my career. So it was like, Oh, okay. He's, he's, he's actually doing okay. And that was, I had, I didn't have dreads then. And then I got the dreads and it's like, Oh, what's going on. Right. <laughs> right. Well, I was born in Guyana. Yeah. And uh, we moved from Guyana to England and then yep. came to Canada. So yep. I was eight when I came to Canada. Okay. And, um, and I think for me as parents, I mean, obviously they, they're trying to protect you and they want you to su succeed and, and all that yeah. kind of stuff and their experience was always trying to fit in and trying to not really stand out yeah. in, in the world. Yep. And having locks, I think, is a real statement. And yeah. it, it's something that really puts you out there. Yep. And so I think their initial response, like their their guts sort of pull in a little bit and they they sort of worry about you, you know, like yep. what are you, what are you gonna experience in life, like yeah. day to day life? Because even without locks for many black people, it's pretty yeah. different. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're all, I mean, it used to drive me crazy. And I, you know, my parents used to say, you know, you're, uh, you're not like your, your Canadian friends here. It's not gonna, you know, you're gonna have it a little, you're gonna have it more difficult. And, and, I, and it used to just drive me crazy. It used to bum me out. But even when you're a kid, you don't wanna hear that. And you, you, you haven't had the same kinds of experiences, uh, not to the degree that you, you, you get as you get older. And then you get older and you go, Yo, you know what? They were right, you know? Mm -hmm. And yeah, but it doesn't mean that I have to be defined by that. And you start to realize that, no, I'm still who I am. And I get to decide how I'm defined, not somebody else 
whether I got dreads or I don't, or I'm a musician or I'm a plumber or I'm light skinned or dark skinned or whatever. So I get to decide that, not anybody else, you know? And I guess as you get older and if you, you know, if you've had, you made some good decisions and you got your head, then you'll see that, you know? And despite what my parents, with all their good intentions um, and trying to trying to prepare you for, for the realities of this world, which can be kind of harsh sometimes, uh, they equipped me well, but then eventually you're on your own and you gotta, you gotta make your own decisions and yeah. know, make your own- Follow your heart and- Yeah. 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 Those are fantastic words. And I hope the younger people are listening to that. I was thinking the same thing. I was like, wow, I feel like you're supposed to be speaking in front of a class of high school students. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, um, I, I have a, I run this night. I mean, it's been on hold, obviously, for the because of the pandemic. But it's a, uh, it's a it's it's one of the biggest open mics in the city. And one of the reasons I did that was uh, because just through all my experiences and um, and the circle of people I have around me, I thought it'd be good for people coming up to be able to be exposed to different kinds of people with other experiences and have a place to 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 learn and be inspired and to inspire other people so you know people come to me for advice about things and so i i kind of you know i'm kind of accustomed to being in a certain playing that kind of role like you said about maybe sitting in front of people and and just kind of imparting what whatever little bits of nuggets i have that through my experience and and i get it from them too but it's a you know but uh i i wanted to create a forum for people to exchange create and learn from each other and and uh part of that is uh you know just imparting what little experiences that you had that might help people out so i had that when i was coming up i had older musicians that took me under their wing and uh and helped sort of guide me through and uh so i just wanted to be able to do that too so, so when do you think that'll start up again i we're gonna we're gonna we're going well it's been kind of stop 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 start start stop but uh we're gonna our next one will be next month uh Great. march 22nd um we're gonna do just once a month until things seem to be a little bit more consistent because uh you know it's hard to start something and stop it and then start it and stop it i have a feeling that this time things are just going to keep progressing in the same way and we're not gonna fall back and shut things down again um but yeah. you never know you never know so karen we should try and go to that march 22nd you should, you should I, come i am on board i am absolutely on board i'm gonna yeah. mark it in the calendar <laughs> it's a, it's a good it's a good time and i mean it's an open mic so you get and it's you know we don't we don't if you're just starting out come on up if you're an old pro like me come on up and <laughs> we don't care just so long as you're there to have fun and meet people and express yourself and, you know, just be in the environment. So it's, it's, it's a good time. Amazing. And it's at the supermarket in, uh, in Kensington. Kensington market in Toronto. Yeah. So if anyone, you know, wants to check it out and they're in the neighborhood, they should definitely yeah. go on what your socials and find the, uh, find the dates. Yeah, we're on, uh, we're on, uh, we have a Facebook page and, uh, you know, we just usually make our announcements there. And um, you can go there and it'll also tell you how to, how the sign up process works and the times and all that stuff. And what's yeah. the night called? We call it free fall Sundays. Free fall Sundays. Yeah. Good. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's, 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 I mean, it's, this is, we just, uh, this would have been 14 years now we've been doing it. Fantastic. So, is it 14, 14 years? 14 years, yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah it's, isn't that how old to, the supermarket is? Uh, it was around a little bit before that, but we, we, we you know, when, uh, yeah. it was very kind of a different place when we got in there, but we helped shape it and, yeah. you know, um, because people now it's a, you know it's a known live venue it wasn't known as a live venue as much back then it was more of a restaurant with good good pad thai you know yeah <laughs> and uh and then it became oh it's actually got a good stage and good sound and lights and it's got a good vibe and people started recognizing it as a place to actually just have uh live shows you know and and events and stuff so we helped uh, we really did help put them on the map and in terms of in terms of that and yeah and good pad thai so they don't, they, they don't serve that anymore, but I wish they did. But they uh, they still got a, a decent menu, a new one, which I haven't seen yet. But yeah, but it's a it's a food place to eat, drink, play, listen. Yeah, interact, interact with yeah. other people. Yep, be in person. Yeah. Yes, let's yeah. let's make a plan. I love that idea. Yeah, yeah, come through. I'll remind you. Well, <clears throat> Brian, anything else before? Yeah, I was just thinking we should bring some noggin oil. Ah, to the show, to the to the supermarket. Well, yeah. there's 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 lots of hair in that place, so yeah, you know, some people lots, up. Of, lots of scalps, lots of noggins. <laughs> so yeah, let's uh, let's yeah, lubricate. They need help, I'm sure. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's good stuff. It's 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 really good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. What's your favorite product? Um, the one that, the last one you gave me. Uh, well, what's it called? It's, it's in the little. Um, low probably yeah that's that one and i do like the the um the wash i've been using that a fair because i i don't wash my hair i don't like to wash it i wash it like once every maybe 10 days or something oh that's uh, pretty frequent for some people yeah yeah and i mean sometimes it varies but i mean in the winter time it, i find it, it it gets drier so um it, you know and in the summer you tend to sweat a bit more so it, it varies, but I like to use that one kind of in between. And, you know, my hair has been doing, doing, you know, well, I, you know, as far as I can tell, you're the pro. <laughs> Sometimes what I think is good, you go, oh, I don't know. Well, if it can withstand all that head banging and drumming, yeah, then I must yeah. be doing something right. You are, yes. And there's a lot of head banging that goes on. So, yeah. That's but awesome. uh, I think the, the, those products definitely helped and your techniques are awesome. And so it all, it all, it all works. And I have changing of diets and stuff and taking care of yourself. Your body will let you know if you're not taking care of yourself. So when you do all those things combined, it, uh, it reflects in many ways, your hair, your skin, your eyes, you know? Yeah. Well, wow. being a guest on Lock Talk to, today, we are going to be sending you some noggin oils so here. Oh, awesome. And uh, I'll maybe drop it off to you in person if we can make that work out. If uh, or you could, or you could come drop it off at the supermarket next month. How about that? Yeah. Okay. That sounds yeah. good. Yeah. yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. And then we need to pop all of Tony's socials. So yep. that yeah. okay. And I'll be linked together. And yep. Sounds other. good. Sounds yeah. awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you, Tony. I'm so it's glad been, we got to connect. This, this has been nice. a great, it's been a great hang. I've really enjoyed yeah. this. So it's good to see you, Karen. It's nice to meet you, Brian. Actually, Brian, you do kind of look a little familiar to me. Yeah. And it, it wouldn't surprise me because, you know. If so. our paths cross at some point, it, I've yeah. been in Toronto since 1984. So. Okay. And, yeah. Uh, 
Not I've been here. I've been almost that long, so you know. I don't get a, to enough live music, but yeah. uh, it was probably maybe a show. Yeah, it could be. Could be. Well, yeah. Tony, were you ever in Montreal? Like I've been, no, never lived in Montreal. Um, I mean, I've played there many times, but uh, you know, it's a great city. I've I've thought about living there, but it's just too damn cold for me. I, <laughs> like it's beautiful late in the summer. It's amazing. It's a sexy oh, yeah. city. It's a vibrant city. But yeah, that cold, I just can't. I can't do it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. Well, speaking yeah. of cold, stay warm for the rest of this winter and okay. next soon. Yes, you guys yeah. too. Stay warm, stay healthy, and uh, hopefully we'll Get see some soon. snowdrops. Yeah, <laughs> snowdrops. I'll look out for them. Yeah. My All right. Thanks spring. everybody for watching. Right. Thanks for listening. Thanks right. for our guests. Thank you so much. Okay. Thank you, Bye. 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 See you next time. Bye. 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 Bye.